Yesterday, we got a little glimpse into how Corey Hospitality CEO and founder Paul Corey thinks about hospitality. We really did some outside-of-the-box things, and this space took off. So I'm down there one night, and this gentleman named Lonnie McFadden, who's an icon of Kansas City, the best R&B show I'd ever seen in my life. He was a storyteller, tap dance, played the horn, and... He was Mr. Kansas City, and his family grew up in the business, and he knew some of the greats and would tell these stories. So, you know, I thought, why not see if he'd be interested in doing a, a club down there with his name on it? And so approached the guy, and his response was, yeah, I'd love it, but you know how many people have promised me that never done that? So I go, well, we're going to do it. And we, in collaboration with him, designed Lonnie's Reno Club, and it's Absolutely the most charming, magnificent dinner club in Kansas City. Storytelling is foundational to how Paul and his teams think about providing hospitality. And in this episode, you'll hear more about why and how they do this. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. People that are staying in our hotels are collecting stories. They are adventurers. They want to leave and tell a friend, this was my experience, and then this happened, and can you believe they did this for me? We've left a memory with them that may be life-changing, how they interacted with someone, or it may have set, given them a feeling, a special feeling that they really haven't experienced before or they haven't experienced in a long time. And so it's like when people pick a nice restaurant or a hotel for a special occasion. They're hoping that they leave with something memorable. To me, this is where hospitality is so fascinating because there's so many aspects of how to do this, right? From the real estate side to the operating side. And I'd love if you could speak a little bit more to both of these elements as you think about the physical building, the, the property. How do you think about maximizing the storytelling capacity of a property? That's very important because effectively each one of our hotels has a different brand story. So whether the building tells you what that story wants to be, let's say it's an historical building, and we have a couple of those that we first did, and it was done, you know, maybe the history of the person. It may be the architectural design. It may be what was going on in that building at the time, you know, when it was born, you know, 1920, what, what was happening then. And then you've got to take that and make it relevant to today. And so that changes, right? So we have one hotel that was our first hotel, actually, that we've owned almost 25 years. We've reimagined that design. It's on the fourth generation now. Still true to what it was, but when I look at the original design, I look at it and go, oh my God, I would never do that now. But it was very relevant at the time. It was kind of Bellagio-esque when Bellagio came out, the first boutique hotel, you know, kind of ornate and Italian ornate. And, you know, now it's more of a clean line, transitional, look, but still true to that look. So 
the design, like we have a couple of hotels now that we're branding around why. It's an easy story to tell. And we have different things, components going on in the hotel that reflect the wine story, whether it's in the activation or the design of the space or the color palette or the knowledge of all the people in the building about wine. I'd love to hear you talk just a bit more about bringing something into the present moment besides programming. What are some of the other ways that you do this? I mean, if you think about how the world has changed in such a short amount of time, in five or 10 years, even with technology, right? And even how you market today, like I was with someone the other day, a young person in her early 20s, and she and her girlfriends saw something on TikTok, and that was what they, they were cooking a meal based on something they saw on TikTok. Well, a lot of people are advertising on TikTok now as a way to get to the consumer. And so what is it with our consumers today and who are our consumers that's going to resonate with it, right? So for a long time, happy hours were uh, you would go to a restaurant happy hour and it was an unlimited mimosa pool and things like that. So, and now maybe it's music that drives the show more. And a lot of our uh, restaurants and hotels right now, we're driving activation with music and people seem to really be more about music right now and, and enjoying that food halls you know social gathering places are huge so if we don't have the benefit of doing a food hall which you can't do in a lot of your you know hotels we've got a couple that we're lucky enough to have those you activate it with multiple food and beverage outlets in your facility we're working on a design now that could have as many as six restaurant concepts in one hotel and so all those things change in terms of what drives people to want to hang out with you. In the late 90s, everyone started kind of waking up to the word boutique hotel. And I think it started a lot from people traveling to Europe and experiencing relay and chateau type experiences, very intimate, highly engaged staff. I'll never forget going to Italy one time and the guy that checked me in the hotel, later served me a cocktail, then later on that night served me dinner. You know, it was like, did everything, wherever you're at. It's incredible. Luigi, how you doing, buddy? You, know, you go back five years later, and Luigi's still there. You know, and he watches your family grow up. The soft-branded model basically started mainly with historical hotels. And, and there's a lot of people that had a hand in that. I mean, uh, a lot of people would say the Kempton uh, brand in San Francisco did. Ian Traeger had an impact in, in New York and Miami. And it's evolved from there. But to me today, I mean, a good soft brand hotel, lifestyle hotel, tells a story. And they pull that story through. They create a memory for you. And you want to go back. And you want to see if Luigi's there in three years or five years. And if we do our job right, that's what's going to happen. You said Luigi might be there five years from now. And I think what we struggle with in the U.S. is compared to Europe. In Europe, it feels... Like there's this notion of you can spend years or decades working at a place. It seems in the U.S. we often struggle with that. Um, is there something about the soft branded model where you're emphasizing the storytelling, the history of a place, and in doing that, do you find your teams, the people working there, feel a stronger affinity to some of these hotels and are more likely to stay there longer? 100%, right? Because they feel like they are putting their DNA into that. We run our operation where they have a chance to be involved in the decisions and activation and what we do. 
if you have a good idea, you throw it out to us, we can do it. Right. And so earlier you asked me, you know, what are some of the important things, but besides culture, the other thing that's part of the culture are the people and keeping those people. And so one of the things as a company we are absolutely focusing on is the whole notion of loyalty. The loyalty doesn't start with me saying to you, what can you do for me? Loyalty starts from me saying to you, here's what I'm going to do for you. And then I don't ask you what you can do for me. You do it for me because you want to please me. You want to show me that you appreciated the respect or the financial remuneration that we extended to you. So we are trying to develop unique platforms for that, for employees at that level. And I think particularly with the younger generations, loyalty is a different model, right? You know, again, when I grew up, my parents and they worked someplace their entire career. If they said 25 years, they were rookies, right? And I've slowly, slowly, slowly seen that erode. And then after COVID, it eroded super quickly. You know, I look at resumes now, they're six months, a year, six months, a year. So we're trying to figure out how to change that. And what that does for us, it creates a culture. It creates guests coming back because they interact with our employees. And then our employees are happy. I mean, they have a connection, right? Life is about connecting with people. And if you spend the most important part of your day in that moment, and you are lucky enough to connect with people, and you feel like those are your friends, you're going to have much higher satisfaction in what you do. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot, so they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. 
I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 